So here's a scenario. A new student walks into your dojo and they've trained in another style, not your style. And they say to you, hey, I'd like to start training. But here's the thing. I want to start at the beginning, but I'm not giving up my belt. It's taken me three years to get this. And you just have to like it or lump it. Man, that conversation just got awkward. Kia welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast. Karate, kubudo, judo, jiu-jitsu, whatever the style of preference, we all have our own stories and experiences. We are all our own Invisible Sensei. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And again, thanks for taking time to listen. So I get a message from a friend of mine the other day who's a prominent karate instructor in his community. And he had this interaction with a student from another dojo who came in looking for a different style of karate to practice. For whatever reasons, it wasn't working out at the dojo they had been with and they decided they wanted a change. And so it came in and the interaction seemed to be going well. But when they got to the discussion around sessions and content and syllabus and all those sort of things and my friend said oh yeah that'll be great you can start classes of course you can start from the beginning and learn the syllabus and he wasn't being rude or vindictive or trying to pull an ego trip he was just stating a fact you know and this person responded by saying well I'm a purple belt so that won't be happening which to me would indicate a certain lack of etiquette and I would have told them to sling their hook and get out of my dojo and go off down the road and find something else to do. I think it's one of those things that we talk a lot about and that is kind of a case-by-case basis I think of a student of mine. In a similar situation who hasn't trained for a couple of years, they did their they were shodan in Gojuri Karate and a shodan in Nihon Jiu-Jitsu through my dojo and recently in the last couple of years he's been getting a business going him and his lovely partner have had a beautiful baby so you know life way more important in terms of priorities than jumping around in a pair of canvas pajamas trying to kick each other in the head enough said so he's recently returned to training and turned up at a friend of mine's dojo, a different friend, and who's a great practitioner. We do the same style of karate, although a different affiliation. And uh, my friend, he rang me up and says, oh, hey, look, um, I've got one of your students training with me. And I said, oh, yeah. And he told me the name, and he's a great student and was one of the founding students of my own dojo. And lovely guy, lovely young guy. And what happened was I said, what belt was he wearing? He's going, oh, he was wearing a black belt. And I'm going, um, are you okay with that? Because I would usually, if I was in that situation, either wear a white belt or at least go and introduce myself to the instructor and ask for permission to wear a belt. That indicated that I was Yudancha. Now, fortunately, my friend this has this particular sensei very open-minded and we are very close friends and he was happy to allow that to happen and I said that's a testament to his openness 
But that's not always the case. My expectation, if I'm going to someone else's door draw, unless there's some kind of agreement prior, that I would go as a white belt. And that's not about false humility. That's about acknowledging the fact that most of the time, the idea of belts is kind of like a gentleman's agreement. And it's a gentleman's agreement that only extends to your style, to your dojo, or whatever the situation may be. I do think it's a case-by-case basis. I think there's a lot of people, uh, rightly so, that prefer students to start again. My own instructor, my own first instructor, he was very open, and when people would turn up the dojo, he would say, look, we're what you've got, come and enjoy the training. And he wasn't particularly challenged or threatened by having people who came in who were Udancha, some of them senior Udancha, from another style, which... I thought was just the way of being. He never seemed to get hung up on it or too worried about it. But some people do, and that's not an issue of being challenged. It's just an issue of etiquette, I think. Good manners will dictate that when you go to someone else's dojo, at least in, to my mind, you would have the realisation that you're in someone else's house. And when you're in someone else's house, you do it their way. I have students that have gone and trained with other affiliations of Okinawan Gojuru and they've come back and said, hey, they do, do the kata differently. And I'm like, when you're in their dojo and they correct your kata or they're doing it a particular way, it's not about you doing it the way that you've been taught. It's about you respecting their approach and doing it their way. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that's just etiquette when you go somewhere else just to be polite and take that opportunity to learn it gets crazy i think when you get people like this individual who i spoke about in the intro turns up at the dojo and they don't know that you know when you're entering someone else's dojo the grades are not standardized right across all systems and it also speaks to me about what kind of instruction did that person get that they never learned anything about etiquette they never learned anything about I guess protocol in a way, the protocol of entering another dojo, it is a scary thing at any level. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a green belt or you're an eighth dan. It's probably a bit different if you're an eighth dan, to be honest. Not that I'd know, but you get my point. So it's always a scary place to be. And I think that there are certain things at times that we take for granted. And it's important to find ways to allow people to have their own approach and I have certainly have students who are black belts and other martial arts and I say when they come and train with me I say look don't forget what else you've done before or what else you're doing incorporate that into what you're learning here and let that sort of bleed into your particular interpretation but I think also too that I always appreciate as an instructor when people come up and they have the humility to come and tell me what they've done, who they are, and that they are open to beginning again. I had a student who started in the last few months who was a first cue in another martial art, and I said, look, you're more than welcome to wear your brown belt, learn syllabus and do what you need to. I'm not particularly worried and you've worked hard to gain that grade so why not will you remember 
And that wasn't some kind of weird test to see what kind of student they were or test their metal. It was because I honestly didn't care. And I honestly believed that, well, if he worked hard to get his brown belt or his black belt, then in some way that said something about their commitment and it didn't worry me or challenge me. This student, to his credit, said, no, look, I'm starting again. I will uh, wear a white belt until such a time as you feel that I'm ready for grading and it's been awesome. And I've had, you know, people of reasonably high grades in other martial arts, not just in karate, but in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Taekwondo, Kung Fu, and a whole bunch of other martial arts, turn up at the dojo and come and train. And I always feel the better for it. But it's not something where I feel like people need to put aside what they do. I think etiquette is really important. Teaching our students how to enter another dojo or another style, while at the same time showing all due respect and courtesy to being there is really important. It's interesting when you get people who are black belts and they come to the dojo and things like that and you know you call everyone to line up for the start of the session and I always like to see where people like to stand. I found that I've had people in my dojo the fifth and sixth done and when you say sugar line up they tend to just stand right at the back. They don't pretend to be at the front of the class and some of these guys are way more senior than me but you know you call them up to the front I'm always worried when someone assumes because they're wearing a black belt that they just have some kind of inalienable right to stand at the top of the class yeah that always worries me I think that it's a that's just bad bloody menace but to my initial point I think that we need to take some responsibility for teaching our students the correct way to enter an unfamiliar setting, i.e. someone else's dojo. I think it's also important for us to teach our students how to receive other people into the dojo, that we create a place where people want to be, that they enjoy coming to. It's not a community get-together. It is a karate dojo, and a dojo is a very specific place. Yes, it's a place where we practice a martial art, we practice combat, we try to honour a tradition. But at the same time, it's important for us to acknowledge the fact that these people have chosen to be there with us and not to expect them to know everything, not to, to expect them to have an idea about what it is to enter a dojo as a student or to be an instructor and receive people in the dojo. Now, I've gone off my main point, obviously, but... To this purple belt who refused to give up their grade, I would say if you're looking for something new, something challenging, something that is going to renew your training in the martial arts and karate, stay. If you're wanting to do things the way that they've always been done, then go on back to your dojo or stay and be a part of the solution rather than a huge part of the problem.